2: perfect home sweet home please welcome to i, I want to say uh, attorney not call small entrepreneur please welcome to show attorney benjamin crump
3: Hey, thank you so much for, for having me and
2: uh we talk at least twice a week if not more <laughs> we <laughs> talked yesterday in fact and it's about, because I, I, I just want to talk about uh you know we're going to be on for two breaks here Attorney Crump and I just want to talk about the journey because I've, I've watched you grow and you know you were just a, a, a solid attorney in the uh, Tallahassee office in Florida, just doing the right things and uh... about trying to impact people's lives. And then the Trayvon Martin thing happened, and that just thrust you out uh, in, into the forefront of America. It was a very controversial case, a case that uh, uh, that, that covered a lot of uh, had a lot of media attention. How did it change your life?
3: Certainly, I was uh, trying to do what I believe was my life's mission and fight for the civil rights and the due process of uh, people from my community, people who look like me, and for people who were Americans. It didn't matter whether you were black, white, Hispanic. You just wanted to try to use the blessings and the education that God gave you Mm -hmm. with this law degree Mm -hmm. to try to do good Mm -hmm. and so that's what we were doing Thurgood Marshall was my personal hero Mm
4: -hmm. and
3: Mm -hmm. I tried to pattern my career after Justice Marshall Mm -hmm. and uh, in doing so I have got quite successful at it and people uh, Rashawn, started calling me referring cases to me Mm -hmm. especially in the matters of civil rights with uh, the killings of unarmed people of color, and that was the call I got with Trayvon Benjamin Martin Mm -hmm. after February 26, 2012, when he was killed by uh, a neighborhood watch volunteer with a 9-millimeter gun Mm -hmm. uh, as he walked home with a can of tea and a bag of Skittles, Mm -hmm. and uh, from there, it became the number one news story in the world Mm in 2012, which was quite significant, Mm -hmm. Rashawn, because I know you are used to helping uh, get exposure uh, for individuals and matters, and it was fascinating to me about Trayvon because when I first started it, we couldn't get anybody to cover it. I remember. Then it became yeah, nobody cared about a little black boy getting killed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was almost like a cliche. But once we were able to communicate to society that Trayvon Martin life mattered Mm -hmm. and why it mattered. It was really astonishing, and I give a lot of credit to God, uh, because people started caring about his life, and for the first time ever, you had the death of a little black boy being covered on every major magazine in America, Time Magazine, Newsweek, uh, 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 Ebony Jet, Essence. I mean, it was everywhere, and so I think that was the thing that, at least introduced me to many Americans who did not know who Benjamin Crump was.
2: You know, I would tell you how impactful that a whole uh, scenario was uh, involving, surrounding Trayvon Martin because hoodies was a big impactful moment because he was wearing a hoodie and, yes, and any African-American teen wearing a hoodie, is they, are they automatically a suspect? And at the time, Steve and I, we had the Neighborhood Awards now, but it was called the Hoodie Awards. And I actually had to change the name. Because of the fact that people thought it was a tribute show to the Trayvon Martin situation, and uh, and not to because you know, like I say, just just you know, we were going, we was in transition anyway, but it did uh-huh. kind of like accelerated the change of uh, from because people are always trying to figure out. Oh, well, hoodie, what, is, what does that mean? And then we we went on and said because we just short for neighborhood awards. And so, yeah. but because of the, the 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 situation with Trayvon Martin and the hoodies, it was so many people inundating us with emails and and texts and the phone calls asking, was this event in Vegas? Was this a tribute? To the uh, to the Trayvon Martin situation, so I just know how big it became, and still resonates to, resonates today, and probably was the reason that Black Lives Matter Matters really was launched. Behind, uh, the, the uh, galvanized behind the actions that came about that. You know, I just wanted to bring that out front because I don't want anybody to think this is a show uh, we're talking about civil rights concerns about. It's about the changes in your life that are now uh, offering you opportunities to expand your brand. And your brand is very recognizable because I know I'm out in public with you all the time. <laughs> It, that's crazy. It really, it really is good crazy though, because you're just so. You people come up to you in such a humble, respectful manner, and they they put a, a tremendous burden on you, a responsibility. Correct? Absolutely, and I think
3: it's because all of us have children, and we love our children, and we care about our children. So when they see people out there uh, standing up for their children, speaking up for their children, and fighting for their children. In the court of law and in the court of public opinion, they recognize that Trayvon could have been their child, too. Mm -hmm. And I just want to digress for a second to say to you, Steve, what uh, what you and Steve did with the Neighborhood Awards is still inspirational, man. I mean, that whole idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's recognize people in the neighborhood for doing good. That don't often happen. Yes. Sir. And believe you Thank me, you. Rashawn, that, that wasn't lost on any of us, that great vision that you had.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. And my, and, and, and don't believe, uh, uh, is, is, is dead in the water. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. Cause I get, I get, I get approached by too many people. It's and my life is going in a positive direction. Steve's life is going in a positive direction. And I, and I feel that. One has to allow each each sides to grow in order to come back together to do something great together again. And I feel really comfortable when I say that. And I feel comfortable when I say this about the fact that, you know, you, you're about to do something real big. It's one of the reasons we have you on the show today. The Ben Crump National Law Firm. That's the entrepreneur side we're going to talk about. Just give us a short scenario of what it is, and we come back from break. We're going to talk in detail about the Ben Crump Law Firm and why you got involved at that magnitude.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Like I said, Thurgood Marshall was my personal hero, and the movie is coming out. I have a small cameo, and I'm thrilled to death to be in a movie about my hero. Mm -hmm. But Thurgood Marshall went all over America trying to use his talents and his legal skills to try to make the most impact he could, not just for the individuals affected by the injustices, but Mm -hmm. on the conscience of America. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is trying to impact the conscience of America. And with this Ben Crump Law Firm, using the brand that you helped establish, I think, I'll be able to serve more people on a greater scale. And that's what it's really about trying to do as much as you can for as many people as you can and make a difference. And now that I have a, a business apparatus mm-hmm. uh, to the Bancroft Law Firm, I think I can do it even more productively.
2: Great. When we come back, we're going to talk about the different areas of practice that the Bancroft Law Firm will cover. Again, uh, welcome to Money Making Conversation. On the phone right now is the incredible civil rights attorney businessman uh host personality uh a guy who's changing the world every time i see him he's doing something spectacular and when i on this next break you're gonna hear uh about movies you're gonna hear about tv shows you're gonna hear about books all under the brand of attorney benjamin crump be right back with more money making conversation we're doing big things on this show y'all because we got big time guests like attorney benjamin crump we'll be right back Hi, Rashawn McDonald back with more money making conversations. On the phone I have the incredible, the talented and the motivating attorney Benjamin Crump. How are you doing, Benjamin?
3: I'm doing good, brother Rashawn McDonald, my advisor who always <laughs> make my brand look good.
2: Thank you, my friend. We were talking about your the national law firm that you're launching. What we say it's launching this month?
3: Yes, sir. Okay. It will be uh you will hear so much about the brand. Mm-hmm. In the arena you know, of Ben Crump Law, on uh, radio, yes. television, Pre- billboards, social, it's going to let everybody know that they can get access to the Ben Crump Law Firm if they are facing an injustice.
2: Now, and these injustices come in different areas of practice. Now, you have civil rights, which we already talked about, but then you have employment law, medical malpractice, workman's compensation, and class actions, and more. Can you break down exactly, when you say like uh, employment law, medical, what what exactly does that mean? When somebody's in trouble, they can call your firm, it'll be an 800 number and a website, and they can get access to lawyers who respond back to them immediately?
3: Absolutely. They can reach uh, 800-859-9999 anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about employment law, if I could just talk about some of these areas. Absolutely. Um, employment law, you know, in America, we have a right not to have to face a hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that you have been subjected to racial discrimination, uh, sexual harassment, mm-hmm. uh, age discrimination, mm-hmm. uh, if you have been made to work overtime and not be fairly compensated right all these variety of things that mm. have uh caused you a hostile work environment then the ben crump law firm is ready mm. to fight for you to get justice in those matters because, uh,
2: because technology is kind of like blurred the work hour schedule Corinne, because you can text people, you can email people, and, and then sometimes employees don't know when to respond off hours or should they respond off hours, and that's what you're talking about when you said the blurred lines are, put you in a position yeah. of, are you compensated for that? Does that, is that part of your job description that if you got a text or an email on a Saturday or Sunday, are you supposed to respond to that, that's what you're talking about, right?
3: Exactly, and will you be paid time and a half if it's over your 40-hour work period? Mm-hmm. And so all these things come up. The fact that women are paying paid almost 50% less than men for doing the same exact job as men. Mm-hmm. The fact that you don't have uh, diversity mm-hmm. at the executive levels of companies that serve majority minority communities, Mm -hmm. and the fact that there has been a glass ceiling Mm placed on men, women, and minorities. So these are the things we're looking at because, as Martin Luther King said, economics was the final frontier of civil rights. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. And that's very important that we say that because of the fact that your law firm, and I really want to say that because I want anybody to think that your law firm is just about civil rights cases. Your your yep. law firm is engaging itself in, like I said, in employment law, medical yep. malpractice, workman compensation, class action, class actions, which are very important. And it's a very competitive field. And the reason I wanted to bring you on the phone to talk on my show to talk about it is because everybody got a commercial. It seems everybody got a TV show, a, a TV show, or a TV commercial about lawsuits. They got eight hundred numbers with just blank screens just pop up, talking about call this number if you've been affected by some type of talcum powder or been affected by some type of some type of medicine that you were supposed to take all this is just popping up does it by calling your number by 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 putting your face on it it gives them a sense of a value to the person that they're calling for help right
3: certainly and that's a, a big part of the money making conversation that I so often have with you It is about branding a brand that they feel they know mm-hmm. they feel they can trust in their darkest hour somebody who they believe will fight for them mm-hmm. and won't abandon them in any way or uh, not protect their interests completely. And so that's when they see the Ben Crump law banner, yes, where sir. they're getting this Ben Crump the same way I fought for so many high-profile cases, whether it's Trayvon Martin, whether it's Michael Brown and Ferguson, whether it's the 13 black women who were raped in Oklahoma by the uh, police officer. Mm-hmm. The same way they saw me be dogmatic in those cases, we're going to be dogmatic. when We have a loved one who wow. goes to the hospital, and for whatever reason, they are catastrophically made worse or yes. even die. Yes. You know, yes. we're there for mama. We're there for your wife, your husband, in those uh, tragic circumstances. Also, I want to point out, which is happening more and more with the advent of all of these guns, uh, Rashaun, nightclub shootings, apartment shootings, right. uh, whether you have negligent security where you felt safe, you actually paid extra money for your apartment complex to have security, and then for whatever reasons, the security was not adequate and you were injured. We're looking at all these type of things because it is not just a a civil rights matter, but it's also about protection of the law and making sure that you have a right to have your civil wrongs redressed.
2: You know what I like about the fact that your brand of, of Ben Crump, the brand, the, the 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 because I because I see like I tell you I see people walk up to you on a regular basis. We can be at a McDonald's I've been with them at McDonald's. I've been at the airport. We've been sitting up standing up waiting on a car rental. We've been sitting in a hotel lobby and they all come up with the same uh glowing a feeling of, of of trust. A glowing feeling that we're so thankful that you have our voice, that you are trying to give us a back. And that's what I want people to understand that this what he's building with the Ben Crump Law Firm, is an opportunity for you not to be afraid. Don't be afraid yeah. that nobody's going to listen to you. Don't be afraid yeah. that you can't have your voice heard. That's what the Ben Crump Law Firm is all about, and that's what that, that's, I think that's really key because so many people who are underserved, they have no voice, are fearful to come out and speak. And so they, they remain a, a, a victim or are bound by their uh, disservice, correct? Absolutely. And you hit
3: it right on the nail when you say oftentimes people don't do anything because they feel nobody's going to stand with them, nobody's going to fight for them. And especially talking about brands, what you did uh, incredibly is help launch uh, my brand into the television space yes, with evidence of innocence and the fact that those individuals were wrongfully incarcerated, mm-hmm. uh, was mm-hmm. completely innocent, and they felt nobody would stand with them. Mm-hmm. So, we're highlighting all these injustices because neutrality in the face of injustice is injustice. So, when a bad thing happens to you, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. I, I don't care, Rashad, if it's just something as simple as a worker's compensation claim where you slipped and fell. And you hurt your hip or you had to have surgery on your back as a result of it. And you now feel fear for a retribution for you going to get the proper help that you need from your employer. That's what Ben Crump Law is there for, to help Mm -hmm. fight those battles with you so you're
2: not alone. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, let's switch gears here a little bit. Coming out this Friday. (laughs) <laughs> coming out this Friday. <laughs> there's, there's a movie called Marshall, starring Chadwick Boseman. That's my man. If you if you watch uh, there's a Captain America movie, he played the back Black Panther. play. Yep. If you watch the movie Forty Two, he starred as Jackie Robinson. So you'll be making a cameo appearance, to my understanding, my friend, in this movie that's coming out this Friday called Marshall. Correct.
3: Absolutely, it's a, an incredible movie, uh-huh. Sean. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in it, and I'm yes, not just saying that because it's about my personal hero, yes, sir. Thurgood Marshall, and introducing him to a new generation yes, of uh, Americans, but also reigniting the next generation of lawyers who care about people, mm-hmm. social justice engineers, and in this movie. Uh, with Ballsman does an incredible job as Thurgood Marshall. Your good friend, Reginald Hudlin, My man. is the director. Mm-hmm. He does a masterful job. It's already getting a lot of buzz about Academy of Consideration. Mm-hmm. And everybody in America who's listening to the Rashawn McDonald Money-Making Conversation should go out on this weekend this and Friday. see this movie. It's take the whole family. I mean, it's a really good movie that makes Thurgood Marshall very, not only relevant, but mm-hmm. relatable. Mm-hmm. You get to see this person who's going to remind really, a lot of young people that Thurgood Marshall was a man. I know he became this iconic figure, yes, uh, becoming was. the first black Supreme Court justice in Oregon landmark cases. Like, Brown the Board of Education, but at his core, he was a lot like you and I, Rashawn, just a, a brother who was trying to do good, and really trying to use the talents and the blessings that God gave him to make the biggest impact possible, and so when you go see this movie, it's an all-star cast, it got Kate Hudson, it got uh, Josh Gad, who played uh, Olaf. And Frozen mm-hmm. and was also in the Kevin Hart movie, Wedding Ringers, who does a really incredible job. Mm-hmm. You got Sterling K. Brown, who just won his second Emmy Award. Mm-hmm. This one for This Is Us, before he won it uh, for his portrayal of Christopher Darden mm-hmm. in People vs. OJ. Ooh. I mean, it's a, a stellar cast. And, and more importantly, they
2: got attorney Benjamin Crump.
3: <laughs> 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 and the funny joke is this here uh, when we come on the screen myself and uh, Trayvon Martin, parents are also in it. Uh, The crowd just erupts in applause. And so Reginald and uh, the actors say, man, everybody's starting to feel some kind of way. Every time y'all come on the screen,
2: everybody start clapping. We've been on the screen the whole time. Nobody clapping (laughs) for us. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, I know we're running out of time, but i got to bring up this next big project that's coming up. It's called Who Shot Tupac? You're the host of it. It's on A and E. It's a six part series, and that's coming out in November, correct? Yep, November 21st, and for six weeks, uh, every Tuesday night, it's a a riveting,
3: uh, asset. It's a riveting documentary Mm -hmm. look into not only what happened and who killed Tupac, but also it talks about due process and it's a real education. And we have some explosive bombshell information that has never been seen before mm-hmm. we really feel we're giving Tupac Shakur the investigation the due process that eluded him 20 years ago
2: so, so, so that's the 21st that's the Tuesday so we have you back on the show on the 20th that Monday to talk about it just really give that big final push to make sure everybody know that this is something that's, that's important, and it may become an ongoing documentary-type style series for you on A&E, correct?
3: Absolutely. Uh, that's why we got to have everybody watch and everybody chime in because people are telling our stories more, mm-hmm. and they want people like Rashawn Sayer who they think uh, are relatable, yes, people who they trust. Telling those stories, and that's what a brand is all about, right, Rashawn?
2: Absolutely, and that's why I think it's. That's why I know it's important that when I bring you on the show, I just wanted everybody to know, and it's just so that you know, in this in the world we live in today, you know, diversity. And, and, and taking advantage of the of the lanes of opportunity, and still maintaining your dignity in your craft. That's what I love about you. You know, the evidence of innocence that was right in your lane. You know, making an appearance in the third grade Marshall movie. That's right in your lane. Trying to pursue the truth in the Tupac murder. That's right in your lane. And then yeah. in January, I mean in February, you're gonna have your first book coming out. But we're gonna talk about that on the next show because I don't want I want everybody to understand that this month. That you are launching the Ben Crump Law Firm. Uh, yep. Call this young man. I believe in him. I trust him. We talk two or three times a week. Just talk about life. We, he was yep. involved in the hurricane. Out there delivering uh, supplies with the with the yeah, with the police officers down there because yep. he's from Tallahassee, so he was impacted in Florida personally by that past hurricane. So he never does not. He he always has time to help, either in the courtroom or in the community. Ben Crump. <laughs> Give it that number one more time before you leave, my friend.
3: 800 9999, or they can go to www.bencrump.com because I understand from RashawnMcDonald.com that you want people to be able to get to you easy. There you go.
2: Ben, we're going to talk soon. <laughs> Probably talk tonight or tomorrow for sure. I love you, man. Absolutely. Love 20. you, too. Thank and you. Uh, Thank uh, you. Like I said, we're going to talk a lot, but November 20th, tell Chris to schedule November 20th to come back on to talk about the launch of Who Shot Tupac on A&E, <laughs> hosted by my good friend, attorney Benjamin Crump. We'll be back with more Money Making conversation. We got a, a dancer, former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, now fashion designer, high heel shoes turned into clocks. Be right back. More Money Making conversation. Thank you. Welcome back to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashad McDonald. Let's keep everything rolling, right along smoothly. Started with my man, Attorney Benjamin Crump. My next guest is a former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. She's a top Las Vegas showgirl at the Luxor Hotel and Casino and has performed for U.S. Armed Forces in War Zones 13 times. She knows how to give it back. I'm on the show to talk about her being a small entrepreneur, making a difference using her creativity. Please welcome, from Las Vegas, my good friend, Amber Strauss. Hey, hey everyone. How you doing, Amber? See I'm how? doing
1: good. It's early for
2: here in Vegas. I know. I know. And uh, <laughs> I, my, my prayers and concerns go out. You know, I thought about you when all that went down, and I knew you Thank were you. safe. But, uh, again, yeah. I'm sure the city is not a happy uh. city at this point. But, uh, but again, my prayers go out to everybody. You, you stay safe, Okay. Thank you very much. Yes, okay, cool.
1: it's been uh, melancholy. There's been quite a bit of roller coaster this past week, for cool.
2: sure. Well, I've been knowing you a, a lot of years, in the, in the <laughs> yeah. old, in, but the thing I've always liked about you is that you know you you, you keep a good balance in your life, Thank you, you know, because you're in entertainment, and things don't always go your way in entertainment, you know. That is very correct. You walk into a room and you can, you see a, a hundred women in there auditioning for the same role, and all of them look different. So you don't really know sometimes, are you looking for a redhead? you Are looking for a blonde? Sometimes you right. don't know. So you're shooting in the dark and just relying on God and opportunity to, to see you through. And now, I know you've been traveling all over this world, you know, dancing. Yeah. And, and you was headlining the Luxor uh, Hotel many times yeah. while I was down there doing the Neighborhood Awards. I'd drop in and yeah. see your show. And then, <laughs> um, most important, you came up with this new idea, Hill Time. Yes. Yeah. Real time. Yeah.
1: I launched it back in July a year ago. It kind of um, came out of, I saw uh, some friends doing this minimalist living and it was, it started in December and like December one, you get rid of one item, December two, two items. And you started just making room for greatness to enter your life. So I ended up getting rid of like 496 items. Right. And I was laying in bed one day and listening to an annoying clock on my wall. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I should recycle because I was giving away a lot of shoes. I was like, I should recycle these shoes. And so then it just kind of birthed into heel time.
4: right? And mm-hmm. so
1: I can turn a worn and unworn sneakers and heels, and I'm working on Oxford specifically for guys, mm-hmm. um, to turn them into
2: clocks. Now, okay, now, when you say this now, let's go, on, go to the beginning. Okay. People think you're crazy, right? When you when you when you think of these ideas that are not uh-huh. normal, right? So, how <laughs> right. did you how did you break through the crazy part? And let's go on, let's go on back. Okay, you're you're an attractive woman, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. We a pre-med you all know pre med student when you was in college, and yep. you chose an entertainment. And so when when a woman who has been in entertainment talk about with business ideas, are you met with any um, skepticism? Well, yeah, you know, I just for
1: years and years and years, you know, we, we work and we make other people money. And I was like, you know what? I want to be in charge and have liberty of my own life and do what I want to do when I want to do it. And so the best way to do that is to be your own boss. And I know that I've been feeling this way for quite some time and being like producing a show didn't really interest me. It was just like, I think being a, a dancer in so many shows that I was, I was like, that's a lot of work and I felt like I had done that a right, lot. Right, right. But it right. just didn't inspire me. And mm. I wanted something that I guess it was kind of outside of the box, and heel Time, because I made so much room for greatness, Heel Time just kind of made its way into my life, right. and the creative process is what I love <laughs> right. as an artist, <laughs> you know, figuring out how to, to put a clock post from, from like a clock kit in through a sole of a shoe, um, I had to figure all that out, and that was the part that I love, it's this business part and the marketing, all that stuff. That's where the headache comes in. And know?
2: that's what we're doing today. We marketing. Because when yeah. I when we talked, I said you need to come on my show so we can start marketing. That's and right. this won't be yeah. the last time on my show because we're awesome. heading into Christmas season. Because I know when you're marketing and you're branding, you're promoting something, I always remind people McDonalds runs commercials every day. Chick fil A runs mm-hmm. commercials every day. You have to stay in front of your customers' eyes in order to become an item that they want to purchase and so being on my show today is just an extension of opportunity to tell people about you but it's also your story is why i wanted you on the show about a person who didn't limit her dreams based on the fact that you know you you, you're a fitness guru you know you have you have a, a foundation tell us about your foundation So
1: I created, in 2010, I created a dance scholarship to give back to young aspiring dancers. I grew up a single parent, and um, so, you know, my mother would work two jobs so that I could go and dance. And I would win these scholarships to L.A. and New York, and Mm -hmm. we would be be tight on finances. So... I, um, asked, her, I, I, in Dallas, cause I'm from Dallas, Texas, uh, there's the dance council and they have award scholarships. So I would apply to those every summer. So then I could go to LA and New York to train. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was important to me to give back. Right. And, um. Before I turned 30, I created this list of 30 things to do before I was 30, something that bettered me, something that bettered our environment, and something that better, bettered other people. Mm-hmm. So it would be anything from, you know, to stop tanning and tanning beds, to plant a tree in my name, mm-hmm. to create in the scholarship. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's how it, it kind of came to life. And and some of my military friends that I met along the way and other right. entertainment people were mm-hmm. really supportive of it. I thought it was so cool. So I get to award uh. Young dancers, uh, you know, financial aid to help them pursue their dreams. And that, so, with Heel Time, mm-hmm. I'm able. Some of the proceeds go
2: to the Amber Strasser Scholarship. I love the way you just weave that on in because you're learning how to market and brand. You know, you know <laughs> your business. A percentage of it is going to help other people. It's a charitable clause in your yes. Heel Time, correct? Yes. So, how exactly. does one yep. get Heel Time? How does one get a clock? Come on now. We're trying to sell some clocks, too. How does one get one of these special clocks?
1: So I have a website. It's Healtime.com. That's H-E-E-L-T-I-M-E.com. And you can go online um, under Clock Gallery, Mm-hmm. Uh, one cool aspect is I've named every clock after a friend of mine. So, <laughs> so every clock is named and inspired by a friend. You know, whether this friend gave me their shoes, some of my showgirl friends gave me their shoes or mm-hmm. I picked up the shoe at goodwill or I ordered it and the shoe's never been worn. And recall you know, all kind of the concepts are inspired by my friends. But you can also customize um, your shoe if you have like, say you have your wedding heels, um, you know just they just sit in a box. Right. um and so here's a chance i can turn your wedding heel into a beautiful cloth that you can put on your wall so uh, I say that
2: again because i think that's really really awesome thank you. and that should be heard clearly you can take anybody's shoe even my yes. size 12 gators yeah and turn it into a, a shoe you can take a can you take a basketball shoe too uh, I've
1: turned sneakers, yes. I sneakers can, I can into do that.
2: so, but you sell uh-huh. them, but you also will customize them. So when they I will go to it, so yes. when they go to their website, heeltime.com does that have yes. it on there that they can they can submit or request or contact you and make uh, for for customs?
1: Yes, I actually have a custom tab under Clock Gallery, and mm-hmm. it will tell you and explain to you. Because here's the thing: is for some like heels, they're platforms, and clock posts aren't long enough to go through that platform. So some for so platforms I can't do, but it'll it'll show you how to take pictures so then I can then tell you yes, I can turn that into a clock or no I can't.
2: I love that. So basically yeah. you'll be able to let people know up front you know, just yes. don't just be mailing me your shoe and then you gotta mail it back right. big old ugly shoe coming your know, bam and, and just though and also it's good to see pictures and you you're just not gonna do any shoes. So if the shoe look too ugly, you're just not gonna do it, right? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I found <laughs> some ugly shoes I Goodwill, well and I've you know added glitter and crystals and oh, okay. pearls okay. and lace okay. and see, really see, dressed them up.
2: Come on now, come on, tell them again you can turn an ugly shoe <laughs> into a pretty wall clock. That's what you're saying, right? I
1: exactly I can do that, yes. Wow. Now here's the thing cuz a lot of people will say, "Hey, once it's, you know, hanging on my wall and it's turned into a clock, can I wear it again?" Here's the problem, is there's going to be a, a hole in your sole of your shoe. So so no. Or if you have your basketball shoe, I put the clock on the top uh, mm-hmm. top of the toe. So um you know, you
2: could always take out the clock, but you're going to have a hole in your shoe. Right. So this is something that's so no. this is one time permanent, and it should be something that you want as an, as an item. We got, like I said, we got Christmas coming up, we got birthdays coming yes. up. These make great items, one of a kind type items, because we can say that because your shoe, they are yes, if, if it's customized on your shoe that you've worn for your wedding, that's one of a kind. That makes an that's amazing exactly gift it. opportunity. And these are working clocks, correct? Yes, these are working clocks, yes. Good. And I
1: always test them at least twice before I mail them out Good. To make sure they're all, they're all um, work
2: in working order, for sure. So, Amber, again, you're on, I'm on my show right now. This is October. Yes. You know we got Christmas coming up, so if you have time, I want to bring you back on the show in November so we I can get these to. orders in. But, again, it's all part of the branding process. Tell them one more time how they can contact you to get orders in or order what you already have on your gallery.
1: Yes, uh, www.heeltime.com. That's h-e-e-l-t-i-m-e.com.
2: Thank you, Amber. That's it's a great lot talking of
1: options. You.
2: Thank you. It's a great Thanks talking to you. Sean. You look yes. fantastic. Thank you. And I want to argue also you. next time we talk about, we're going to talk about the the um, you know the, the getting in shape. That's what you really big on. Oh, too.
1: I would love to, yes, because I teach eight indoor cycling see, classes see, a week, and that. I'm obsessed see,
2: with see, it. See, our energy just went to another level. <laughs> Amber, <laughs> you're fantastic as always. Thank you for taking the you time rock. and calling me I from Las you. Vegas. We'll talk soon. Go to hilltime.com. Check it out. Amber Strauss, the originator, the entrepreneur, straight out of Dallas. Former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader-turned-entrepreneur. That's how we do it on this show. Trying to tell you the secrets to success really is all about you and your dream. Well, you want to take it to the next level. It's all about you and your dream and the effort you're trying to put behind it. We'll be back with more Money-Making Conversations, hosted by me, Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money-Making Conversation. If you want to call in today, the number is 832-230-5592. The phone number is 832-230-5592. As everybody knows, I broadcast live from Houston, Texas. You can also see this show on my Facebook page, Money Making Conversations. And you can hear it on my iHeartRadio podcast. Go to the business finance section and you will see Money Making Conversation. If you want to hear all my past broadcasts all the broadcasts that you're hearing right now, can be found on iHeartRadio podcast under the business finance section. I'm Rashawn McDonald. You guys ready for my next guest? Because I'm ready to bring her on. She's from Atlanta, Georgia. My next guest is a former senior, senior executive in finance for the Intercontinental Hotels Group, Inc. Now she has turned entrepreneur in her encore career, starting a vended laundromat business in an underserved northwest neighborhood in Atlanta, Georgia, which she envisions being the local community center. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation, Marlena Norris. How you doing? I'm doing well.
5: How are you? Thank you.
2: Good, good. Uh, you sound like you're in a box. Are you on a speakerphone or or what? Or are you on the regular phone?
5: I'm on a speakerphone.
2: Can you pick up because you sound like you're in a box. Is that all right? All right. Is that better? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. I apologize for not telling you <laughs> that earlier. Uh, first of all, thank you for getting on the call today. Um, being you, uh, you, I want to say, an, a corporate exec turned business owner, correct? Can I say that? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. Yes, now, I'm very familiar with Intercontinental hotel chains. I have the loyalty card, so I know the type of service and expectations yes. I expect from them when I check into their hotels. You know, I've stayed in Chicago. I stay in the one in Los Angeles in the Century City on a regular basis. That's the only hotel I stay in, and so I just want to know. I'm familiar with the quality level with your background. So that's the level of expectation. Now, I'm also from Fifth Ward, Texas. And Fifth Ward, Texas, Texas is one of those underserved communities that you reference because, guess what? We had to go to a laundromat to get our clothes done. We had to go big old white sheet. We put all the dirty clothes in that white sheet and I walk down the street with the clothes is thrown over my shoulder because my mom made me pack it. And we go down there, we do all our, our, our washing, our drying, and then we fold it neatly and we bring it back. Is this the type of laundromat we're talking about?
5: <laughs> that's a good question. I'm also familiar with the Fifth Ward in, um, in Houston because I lived in Houston for seven years. There you go. Um, so very, very familiar with that area. The laundry service um, in today's world is um, more or a little the quality of what you would expect in a hotel. At least that's what I'm trying to bring to it. Yes. It's not your mother's laundromat.
2: There you go. Or oh, Rashawn's old laundromat. <laughs> or responsible laundromat. No. Now I would it, tell you this. It I would tell you this. You know, I lived in New York, and New York, you know, is one of those cities where you have huge laundromat services around the corner and things like that. And I use them and there's a lot of things that that I noted in your description of what you're trying to do. Um, basically, tell us why did you. What inspired you to do this? Because I read the article that was printed September 28th, so I have a sense of it. But I want our listeners to get an understanding of what's inspiring you behind starting this type of service in the community.
5: Well, coming from the hotel business, to me, the laundry business is similar in in that it's a hospitality business. Excuse me. It's a business about people taking care of people. I actually sort of fell into the first one. And from there, the vision morphed into something bigger than what I thought would happen. Right. Um, I opened the first one. It, was, it is in, on the Donnelly Hollowell Corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, and my primary purpose initially was to provide jobs. Right. Um, so that was the thing that drove me. That's a catalyst to mm-hmm. driving me into opening up a laundry. And it gave me an opportunity to connect with the community. Right. So as time went on and I got involved with nonprofit work, I could see a greater need Mm -hmm. in this particular community. So when a second location came available, I jumped on the opportunity because it was a ground-up opportunity as opposed to the first one, which was turnkey. So I got the chance to make it into exactly what I wanted it to be, which is something that I think a community... Um, like
2: this one deserves and something I think the community needs. Now, the reason I I just wanted to talk about, there's a a certain expectation of what people think or think or feel that a laundromat is. Am I wrong when I say that, or are you trying to change the dynamic to say this is a lifestyle-type laundromat where you have child services, Wi-Fi, televisions that actually work, you know, that they'll look blurry, you know, screens screens of that. Nature. That's what we're talking about. It's a lifestyle, correct? It's, it's totally different. It's a
5: shift in paradigm in the way that one might think of what a laundromat um, ought to be or what it has been. The average person that comes into a laundromat for all intents and purposes spend at least, spends at least two hours in that laundry. Right. Um, and so it does become a gathering place. Um, for the community, and so to make it something that is an experience and that is enjoyable is what we're um, what we're seeking to do. So when people walk into the laundry and they bring in their children, yes, there's there's a kids entertainment center where there's Wi-Fi's that right. I'm sorry, um, iPads that are that are stationed. So they rather than kids who might ordinarily run around terrorizing the laundry, playing with the baskets. Right. They sit attentively in front of a Wi-Fi, and they don't move. Um, we've this location used to be an old McDonald's, so we used the same footprint that was here from before. Right. And it's a McDonald's back in the early seventies. If you remember, they had outdoor play areas um, wow. during that time. So we actually put awesome. that same footprint fenced it an in and said, "Why don't we just put something outside mm-hmm. um, that would give a little more entertainment and a little more excitement to the to the to the laundry experience we haven't put actual playground equipment out there yet but it's primed and ready it's fenced we just finished um... the the cement and the concrete so
4: mm-hmm.
5: now it's just bringing in other things for for kids and adults
2: right um, to utilize let me ask you this now how many washers i, may, I hope i'm not putting you in a spot how many washers how many dryers do you have at your facility we
5: have um, 36 washers and 34 dryers
2: okay. at the facility. Okay. So they're all brand
5: new, uh, all state-of-the-art, um, and incredibly efficient.
2: Okay, are they, because, you know, are they uh, corn-driven, credit card-driven? Are they L.A.D.? What are they?
5: We take, they take everything. Um, they're coin for the individuals who want to come in and just, are, you know, from the old school um, use coins and then we've got we take Apple Pay, Google Pay it takes all the major credit cards Diner and uh, Discover mm-hmm. um, so we pretty much take everything and we have a loyalty card um, mm-hmm. where we p- can put uh, frequent reward programs on there to inspire customers to come back repetitively um, and use our machines so they take pretty much everything
2: well, well you know I, I, I'm just letting everybody there's a new laundromat in town in Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) because like I said, you know, people have these perceptions, and you know, I have a natural way of saying things, and and, and it comes across humorous sometimes, because I think when you say things humorously, people tend to listen, and also there's a layer of truth when you're speaking, and when I'm speaking about my experience, you know, that's the reality of a lot of people's experience. You're trying to change that narrative, correct?
5: I am trying to change that narrative, shift the paradigm to the way one thought of a laundry, as a drudgery and a mundane um, chore that you had to do, that hasn't changed. You still have to do it, but it doesn't mean it has to be a drudgery and it doesn't right. have to be right. so much of a chore. So when you walk into our facility, it's always going to be cool. It's always going to be comfortable. It's very high tech in just the look and feel. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's, it, we have great attendance. Yes, ma'am. To take care of your every need. We offer free coffee, uh, free Wi-Fi, and eventually we have a long-term vision that will take us into doing tutoring.
2: This is amazing. Uh, We're going to be right back with more of our conversation with Ms. Marlena Norris in regards to it. She's innovating. She's changing the game. Uh, She's a former executive with uh, Intercontinental Hotel, and now she's... uh, I like, it's some things I want to talk to her about she really, it's, it's more than just the laundromat experience she's trying to change she's trying to change that community she's trying to get people to reinvest in that community and we want to talk about that in more detail because as an entrepreneur, as you are a game changer and she's trying to let people know that she is investing in the community not just to make money but to create a narrative of positivity and I love it and we're going to talk more, we'll be right back with Miss Norris on Money Making conversation. Don't go nowhere. Again, phone number 832-230-5592 if you want to call. Bye-bye. Hi, Rashawn McDonald's back. Innovators, money-making conversations. You hear the interviews about uh, industry decision makers, CEOs, small entrepreneurs, and celebrities. And I asked them to tell us the secrets to success in their world. On the phone, I have a young lady who has transitioned from the corporate experience and now she's changing the game in the underserved community in atlanta georgia she's opened a laundromat when you hear the word laundromat i know you go laundromat man i i, I mean a lot of thoughts just come on you about what a laundromat is we're not at her laundromat and so miss norris will you please tell everybody your laundromat your laundromat is not their mama's laundromat
5: that's absolutely right. It is not your mother's laundromat. Matter of fact, the, the washers and dryers are, are so high-tech um, that the force for which they spin actually cleans your clothes um, better, more efficient, and you don't need as much soap. So I can save the people in the community money because they don't need to wash and put tons and tons of soap in the uh, washers, and then the dryers dry maximum in, in 30 minutes and so they're in and out in one hour
2: so so you save them time only, and money that's what you're saying i'm saving
5: them time and money exactly
2: yeah. now what is the goal now you've opened one you've opened one location now i reading the article saying you're opening the second one or it has it opened the second one
5: has opened okay it cool opened. and the goal it.
2: is to like franchise these out is that the goal
5: no, that's not the goal. My goal is to build as many as I can in underserved communities and do good for the community. But I want to keep my brand pure and keep it clean and keep it focused on, on the mission that I have uh, or that we, we put in place for it. So I have, at this point in time, I don't have any um, intentions of, of franchising.
2: I read this quote. I'm gonna re- repeat, repeat this quote. I thought it was pretty phenomenal that you stated small entrepreneurs can come into this neighborhood and be real agents for change in economic development. I want to lead that change. That's your role. That's I, the role you want in life now, correct? That that's the role I want. I want to play. I want to make a difference in
5: in this community, and I think people like me can come in and change the facade put in a, a really good business model, um, and, ch- and if everyone comes in and does the exact same things that, that we're trying to do here, we take our community back one block at a time.
2: Well, let me ask you this, then, because we're, we're talking about, you know, come back in. And you, you know what usually happens, and I'm not saying anything anybody knows. There are certain areas in Houston that at one time were predominantly black, and all of a sudden it's not predominantly black anymore. In fact, it just... Pushed uh, homeless people out, he pushed everybody out, and it's, they call it being regentrified. And now, you, and when that happens, then we don't get to participate in the change. You're saying, I believe what you're saying is that by investing in, by coming into your community now, you get to not only participate, but you also get to save the community and build it back up, becoming a tax serving community, correct?
5: Exactly. And you get a seat at the table. Um, You get an opportunity to be on the front end of the development Mm -hmm. and to help guide and direct the path in which it goes. So your voice is at the table as opposed to allowing it to happen and just run right over you. So that's the thing that's important to me.
2: Now, when when, when I talk, because I mentioned several times that you were a corporate executive with uh, Intercontinental Hotel Chain. What was the transition? Because I, I I get a lot of calls about people who are afraid to make that transition to leave a job that offers them health benefits, potential retirement opportunities if they stay there for a long period of time. What what was the what was the transition from going from, you know, you know your check, you know what time you show up for work, you know your vacations you're going to get everywhere every year to self-employment
5: first thing I learned was that I didn't have where on in corporate America I had a team of individuals there was the VP of law, of legal there was the VP of tax there was a, mm-hmm. a team and it was a collaborative team that went about solving problems The first thing I had to learn was there was no team unless I paid for that team
4: mm-hmm.
5: uh, and while in the corporate world I could just send an email off to uh, my legal counsel in house and they would answer me mm-hmm. expeditiously in this world i not only have to pay for an attorney who happens to be in st louis missouri but i have to hope that he will call me back within a day or two right Uh, so that was something that was was a real revelation for me and the other thing the transition is that i am everything i (laughs) do have two partners one of which who is my husband and Mm -hmm. then i have another gentleman who is a partner but generally i'm the ceo the managing partner the cfo I'm the administrative assistant, I'm pretty much everything. I wear every hat in the business. What, what, but it's fascinating
2: because what, what, it's me. Mm. Now as you do, what do you do on your Because there are some days that just get you down. You know How do you get back up from the down days?
5: Oh, that's a good question. I am always going to see the glass half full. Mm-hmm. If I didn't see the glass half full, I wouldn't have moved into this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have taken on the risk and the challenge. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just keep remembering that I'm doing something really good and that I've, because I have two laundromats in this community, I now employ four people, eight people, so four in one and four at the other, and that's eight people who may not have had an opportunity. Right. Um otherwise, that I've been able to be a blessing to, so that keeps me going. I keep remembering, remembering
2: that. Okay. I was, there's a question I wanted to ask you earlier was that the advantages of coming into an under underserved community is what Hello
4: what
5: what i'm I'm thinking through what, the biggest advantage for me is that my husband and I both are educational um, education buffs and we believe in the power of knowledge mm-hmm. and the biggest advantage is that you what we're finding what I'm finding is that one we can actually use that that platform to empower others and to teach others I had a young lady who walked into Easy. the laundry um, on last Friday and she was, Probably 25 30 years old and she was so excited because she wanted to open the laundromat and she wanted to know what it took and Mm -hmm. And was it really picked my brain about it? So that's a teachable moment where I get an opportunity Mm -hmm. to teach people about what it takes to get into the business um, To use all the corporate knowledge that I had from a financial perspective to impart that on to others but more importantly the tutoring aspect of this Mm -hmm. is that I, what my husband and I want to do, my husband tutors right now for in our church, and he's actually um, brilliant. And so what it gives us an opportunity is to actually come into this community where the scores are phenomenally right. low and try to help raise um, an awareness of that and, and also try to do tutoring classes here right. um, at the laundry. Right. So So, there's just so many opportunities and so many, it's it's so much you can do. That's the advantage to it. Is that you're giving back. So you,
2: this this is this is a combination. And if I'm if I'm incorrect, you can always correct me. Passion and entrepreneur because you're passionate about trying to make a change, and also also you're passionate about, uh, you know, you know. Here's the thing that this one battle that I always fight. And I and I will continue to fight. I hate when people just automatically stereotype African Americans. Uh, you know, we don't use technology. You know, we don't use social media. You know, we uh, you know, we just we use the basic funds of life. We mm-hmm. only drive certain type of cars. So I, the, what I take away from my call with you is that you're trying to empower the community. And the only way it's going to happen is that by us reinvesting our time and our energy back into the community. Is that correct? That
5: That is absolutely correct. I'll tell you something that I found and what I don't like. What I don't like is that you have um, people who have come into this community who may not look like you and I. Yes, ma'am. Who invest in this community, but they invest at a substandard, subpar level. Absolutely. And because they're... Be, the this this community is a basically it's it's bare it's a food desert there's mm-hmm. no banks mm-hmm. there's no grocery stores there's pretty much it's pretty it's pretty limited on its resources that other neighborhoods would have and and this one should have but you do have people who come in and invest for the sole purpose of profiting and taking advantage and that's the thing that I don't like I like I I want to be able to come in and give the community a product that it deserves at a fair price, um, and then offer other amenities um, in addition to that. So that's the thing that excites me. Another exciting aspect of what we're doing here is we will start this week to launch the construction of the community garden. I said it was a food desert. Um, so we're, we're hoping if we're going to have a community garden that will uh, we can partner with some of the other restaurants in the neighborhood who may uh, come and get their produce from from organic or organic there is a a, um i've
2: got a partnership with i i i you inspire me can i say that miss norris you inspire me. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm fortunate. I, You know, fortunately, I, I live in Houston. I also live in Atlanta. So uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to come over there and wash some clothes, but I'm going to come visit you if you don't mind.
4: Please do. And Please uh, do. We would love to have
2: you. Because of the fact of the matter is is that, um, you know, I, I, I travel this country, and I'm fortunate to have been on both sides. You know, I hadn't. You no, know, We come from the inner city. And I know days when I didn't eat like everybody else was supposed to eat. Even as an adult, I know those days. And, but what I do like is the fact that you are undaunted by the goal of somebody telling you what you cannot do. You are undaunted by the fact that people are telling you that there's value only in certain parts of the world. And that doesn't change you. And, I, and I'm proud of what you're doing. And I'm glad you came on my show because this show's Money Making Conversation. is about people hearing you. And also, maybe if they hear you, they will make a step in their city, in their community, and reinvest. Atlanta's only a starting point for you. Please, if anybody ever asks to interview, please spread your word. You are the mm-hmm. gospel, young lady. You are the Thank truth. You. you are the game changer, and you are the people we need to hear from on a regular basis. Thank you. I appreciate that. So if I, if somebody want to wash their clothes because people can hear me in Atlanta, how can they get to your laundromat, my friend? And my laundry
5: is called the Laundry Centers. It's at twenty-seven hundred seven Donald Lee Hollowell Parkway. Um, what are, they, one, what are the, the hours?
2: What are the hours? The
5: hours the hours are from seven a.m. to twelve o'clock midnight yes, uh, every
2: day of the week. Awesome. I want to thank you for taking the time to call my show. If you don't mind, if, if I can always bring you back on the show periodically just to keep motivating my listeners and letting them know that there's greatness in our community and there's greatness in making change in yourself because you you're changing the narrative. You're giving us information and opportunity that there there's, there's an investment in any community. You just have to put the time and the effort. Am I right? That's right. Absolutely. I would be happy to come back. Thank you. Anytime. I appreciate you. And tell you to, and tell your husband, I want him. Cause you've been saying so many <laughs> nice nuggets about him. Dropping all these gems. Talking about he's your business partner. And I heard you drop the word, he's a genius. I need to put him <laughs> on my show. He is. My friend, Miss <laughs> Norris out of Atlanta, Georgia, doing her thing, changing the narrative on laundromats and in impoverished communities. We we'll back more. An NFL star is about to call my show. First round pick san diego charge he's now a trucking magnet come on y'all i'm bringing you all kind of diversity on this show benjamin crump was talking about law law firm movies expanding his brain amber strausser from a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader talking about wall clocks custom wall clock taking your shoes and turning them into clocks on the wall customizing them. and not just talk to miss Norris, talking about reinvesting in your community there is dollars in their hood. And guess what? You can take advantage of it. We'll be back with more Money Making Conversations. With Sean McDonald. I'm your host. Hi, right, this is Sean McDonald. We're back with Money Making Conversations. Great show today. Benjamin Crump was on earlier talking about his transition to branding his uh, business model into a national law firm called the Ben Crump Law Firm with Amber Strauser transitioning from Las Vegas showgirl, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader to um, clock designer called Hill And uh, Marlena Norris uh, left the corporate world at the Inter- Intercontinental Hotel and now is uh, creating a new narrative in the impoverished communities with laundromats. They have Wi Fi service, satellite TV. My next narrative is important because it's NFL season. Everybody talking about NFL, but the life expectancy of an NFL player is roughly four years. My next guest is a former NFL first-round draft pick for the San Diego Chargers in 2008. He attended the University of Arizona and graduated with a degree in Sci and double minor in um, African-American studies. In college, he won. This is very significant. That's why I want to keep it on, because he's no slouch. The Jim, Thor- Jim Thorpe Award, which goes to the best defensive back in college football. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Antoine Cason. Did I get all that right there, Antoine? Yeah, you got it right. My man, I'm going to tell you something. I got you for one break. I got to bring you back. Because when I when they when they gave me the resume, I went, you know, something. And then we aren't even talking about sports. It's just that you and I have similar tones. Let me just explain. My degree is in mathematics, but my minor is in sociology and poli-sci. And my strength and what changed my life, man, was African-American studies. Because... I was just wondering through college, man, and when I when I took my African American Studies class, I I discovered how much how much information is being denied in high schools and middle schools. Am I correct?
6: Oh, it's it's it, it's insane. That was so eye opening to me to uh, take those classes and to learn so much about our history.
2: Because I will tell you, I, I I tell this to my daughter. She's attending college now. And I told her, you know, it brought tears to my eyes, man, because, you know, when you look at studies, basically in high school, this is how they this is how they give you your studies to African-Americans. You know, we were brought over as slaves, okay, then we were freed, then they jump all the way to the Brown versus Board of Education, then they jump to Martin Luther King, and then it's today, whatever. That's basically what you learn in middle school, and they give you a Black History Month. And they'll talk a little bit about it and do a little couple of programs, but they keep repeating the same, you know, Rosie Park, Martin Luther King, you know, the same, same leaders in civil rights over and over again when we're so much bigger. And, and, and when I say so much bigger, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. As if nothing else happened. Now, you, my friend, outstanding football player because I'm a football fan, okay? I, I can remember when you walked across the stage in New York City in the Marriott Marquis, okay? You, that was a that was a life-changing moment for you correct right what Definitely did you expect was, what did you expect you had the jim thorpe award you 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 you're from the west coast and then you get drafted by san diego chargers which is right down the coast so you really don't really change time zone so you went to school at the university of arizona same time zone so you're in heaven correct
6: i i it was it was the most amazing thing ever i went I grew up in Long Beach, went to Arizona, drafted <laughs> to San Diego. My whole life, I'm on the West Coast. What's, what's better than this? I only spent four, you know, four or five years of my life not next to a beach. So that was uh, that was amazing. And then the family was very close. So you know, making it making it to the to the NFL and having the family close was always it was it was something you always kind of think about. Like, am I going to be close? And then it actually happened. Now, now,
2: now, the reason reason, reason I brought you, bring you on the show, and if you don't mind, I want to bring you back. I already know I like you because the fact that, you know, you're you you you're beyond, you know, when you, you just happen to be a very gifted athlete who played football, you know what I'm saying? Because right. you, 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 your structure was set in place to be, I would tell people about Magic Johnson. I tell people about Magic Johnson. I want to call Magic Johnson a friend. Magic Johnson will be an entrepreneur. He just happened to be a brilliant basketball player. Because that was something that was instilled in him. Can I say the same thing about you?
6: Yeah, and it was, it's been since I can remember. I've always told people that I, you know, I wanted to own my own business. And you know, people ask me how I thought about sports. But growing up, I, you know, of course, I had aspirations of making it to the NFL or professional ranks. But when I was when I was going through it, mm-hmm. my mindset was always, okay, I'm in high school now am I going to start okay start as a freshman mm-hmm. then okay am I ever going to play varsity okay mm-hmm. then you play varsity and it's like well am I going to get a scholarship mm-hmm. then it's okay i got one okay now am i going to play right. <laughs> then you play so it was never like i just knew that was going to happen for me um but early on i always said i want to own my own business and do different things like that um as well so mm-hmm. it was it was it was it, it was always that for me
2: now, with that being said, okay, we hear all these horror stories about, uh, you know, athletes in general because they get such huge – because I'm very familiar with this because in, in, I'm in entertainment, and I know about getting huge lump sums of money or uh, inconsistent lump sums of money too. And so when you get this money, what what kept you focused? You know, what what made you stay the course? I want to say because of the fact that when I see – like yesterday, you know, Beckham from the New York Giants, you know he gets injured. JJ Watt, you know, another superstar he gets injured. Your career was cut short by Achilles heel injury. What kept you what kept you focused when you signed that contract to say that it there has to be life after football?
6: Well, I always knew that it was for whatever reason and I've been the kind of person that was never I didn't I knew the reality and that this wasn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of been a Frugal guy in my whole life, so mm-hmm. for me when I got it, it was like okay, I don't know what to do with it, so I'm just gonna sit on it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I'm just right. Sit. right.
2: <laughs> love so, it. I love that. I love that. Don't spin it. <laughs> sit on it. Okay.
6: I'm I'm gonna sit on this until I figure out what I really want to do with it, and then when I figured out what I wanted to do with it, because there was so much stuff I wanted to do. Yes, sir. I, I would get to that point and say, ah, no. Nah, uh, no, I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just—I've always been a saver. I've always been a saver, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just—it's it w- just in me. It's just I just save, and so people always say, "Hey man, you don't—you you're not living like you play out there." I'm just—you know—I'm just hanging out. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I always knew it would. It would come to an end, whenever that was.
2: Right. So you was, um, you was planning. You was planning your exit. You was plan. You was giving one hundred percent to football, but you was planning your exit because nobody plays football at fifty. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a reality. You know, they're getting, right. to getting past thirty five. Is, is 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 tough. It's hard. Uh, it's hard. And so, with that being said, you got into trucking business, though. Right. How so, did you get into trucking business, my friend? Okay, let's let's go on your yeah. background now. Let's go on your background. You're an NFL star, first round draft pick, your degree oh, in poli sci with with, with African American studies, you went to the University of Arizona, down in San A- San Diego, along all these nice beaches. How do you get in the trucking business, my friend?
6: Yeah, so my uh through my father. So his his dad, my grandfather started his trucking company in nineteen seventy seven.
2: Mhm.
6: And um my dad, once he finished playing, he played for the Falcons. Yes, sir. And he immediately got into trucking, so I grew up around trucking. Entrepreneurs. I grew up around grew up entrepreneurs. I, I grew up around it. Grew up around trucks and mm-hmm. been in them, been around them, <clears throat> and um, just had a love for them ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, used to ride around the country with them.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And so, you know, it was always something that I wanted to do as well. So once I, you know got injured and had that point mm-hmm. you know i decided to go back to school so i went back to the university of miami and i got my master's mm-hmm. uh just to put a little bit put some education behind the little knowledge that i didn't know mm-hmm. and um you know through him is it's how i've learned you know certain aspects of the of the business and mm-hmm. you know running trucks and being around them it's 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 what it is i've been around trucking and sports
2: my whole life now with that being said what's the goals now, you know, you're a goal-oriented person, because as an athlete, you're goal-oriented. And so, what's the goals in the trucking business for you? I know you have a young son, so you're creating his legacy, correct, in the entrepreneurial correct. world, because you're bringing him around. And he, he he's saying, because you said your grandfather, correct, and then your father, correct. and now you. So, what is correct. the goal?
6: The goal is to just run a successful company, right? We, we're We're hauling refrigerated food so we have reefer trailers Mm -hmm. um 18 wheelers Mm -hmm. and you know frozen food refrigerated Mm -hmm. food Mm -hmm. and and the goal is to is to grow and to vertically integrate the supply chain yes sir and that's our goals here Mm -hmm. and you know to do that you know i've been doing every aspect of of the business as far as The dispatching and, you know, looking at the counting and and the HR and the hiring, (laughs) you know, just kind of getting into every area just so that once I do, once we do grow and Mm -hmm. get bigger, Mm -hmm. at least I'm someone who can understand the job, what to expect from people.
2: I mean, you because and- me you, you educated me. My father was a truck driver, so I know about trucking. We used to work for Lee Ray Motor Freight in Houston, Texas. That's all he ever did was drive trucks. So now you are, you are, you're 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 a trucking magnet. I can say that because you're dealing with refrigerated truck. You're transferring uh, merchandise. These things I used to unload when I was 16 years old. I used to unload these trucks. So very right. familiar with that process. I'm familiar as a driver. My dad. I'm familiar as an unloader from my personal past experience. So, how does one grow a business like yours? How does that grow?
6: Well, you, we have. You know, you get your your freight license, so yes, you sir. have your, you know, your MC numbers and all these all these things that the companies, brokers, and shippers are able to see. So, sir. once you you register that. You know, you, they see all the trucks you have, right. um, all the equipment you have, and when you, you sign up with them to, to run different loads and different lanes, lanes meaning California to Texas or California to, you know, right. Washington or Nevada. Right. So once you, once you, you know, sign up with, mm-hmm. with, these, other, with these companies, mm-hmm. you know, you put down what equipment you have and how yes, many sir. and what lanes you run. So yes, calls come to you. Um, you do your sales calls and, you know, people with freight do their sales calls and, you know, you just have a conversation, like you and I, oh, hey, I have a truck, we run right. over there every <laughs> other day and, oh, okay, so they check you out, they check out your score, your mm-hmm. you know, your DOT and, mm-hmm. you know, of course you have to be the Department of Transportation and they can look you up and see your records and, mm-hmm. you know, okay, you're a good carrier or not or, okay, we, we'll give you this lane, all the work we have, we have it this amount of time a week, and can you service that? You right. know, oh no, I can only do it. so. Then you have those conversations with different people, and yes, then sir. you 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 become to be around it so long, and then people your name starts getting out, and you mm-hmm. start understanding what mm-hmm. you want to take and haul. It. Mm-hmm. You know, make it work because there's a lot of regulations in 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 this trucking industry. Obviously. Yeah, so that's why everybody can't jump time. into it.
2: That's why everybody can't just start holding. Yeah. Across state lines. There are federal laws out there, too.
6: Yeah. The drive time and the schedule and, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things really matter. And you don't want to you don't want to start scheduling guys the wrong way and <laughs> they're in the middle of nowhere sitting because they don't have any time to drive
2: before you go can you give us some advice as an entrepreneur as a, as a, a gentleman who made up from a from a made a transition I, I look at the athletic world no different than a corporate transition you know you still have to make decisions you still creates fear you know yours was a uh, was accelerated by an achilles heel injury what advice would you give to my listeners and people watching on facebook about you know, making a transition into a new career?
6: Yeah, for me, the, the transition, it, it wasn't easy. Um, I had an Achilles injury I played for. I played on uh, partially torn Achilles for two seasons.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: So that was tough. And and, and not knowing um, if I was going to ever play again, not due to my ability, mm-hmm. but due to an injury and me being a little older. Mm-hmm. So, I always, always listen to, you know, they have all these symposiums for us as players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they continue to talk about how different people went through different things and nice. depression and this. Mm-hmm. And I've always said, I don't want to be that guy because I am not that guy. I'm not a depressed person.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, yes, I've done this my whole life, but yes, it's going to be tough. But at some point, it's going to come to an end. And I don't know how. Mm-hmm. But when it does, I have to try and kick that adversity in the teeth. So my <laughs> thing was, is okay. If I'm doing something, my mind is an idol to me not playing. So I'm going to just keep doing something so that I don't really have to sit around and think about not playing or I'm hurt or this or that. Mm-hmm. And that really, really helped me through it. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to school to Miami, got my master's. Mm-hmm. So it was really a lot of things that helped take my mind away from it. My son, I didn't want to see, I didn't want him to see me, you know, not look, like I was, you know, still going to do something, or right. sitting around he kept being
2: you depressed. He I, gave you that goal, <laughs> right?
6: And that's not something I wanted to show him either. Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. you know this, it's it's not going to be easy. However, you know you can still you can still get up, grind, my man, and 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 do what you want.
2: Oh, want to thank you for calling in today. Can you call me back, man? I love you, brother.
6: Yeah, yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind calling back. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I would I'm like that. I would I would like that. I, I would like that. I would like that. See, people like you, see, now you know my energy. You know how, so when you call back next time, you know, you're going to be at another level. Oh, I know who I'm talking to because, see, you don't know me. You don't know what kind of questions I'm going to ask you, but you know all my questions is about you, man, because you're special. You're making the transition, you're making a difference in the community, and you're sharing secrets that are going to help other people to be successful. So so when you call in next time, I want you blazing, brother. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Thank you for calling in on Money Making conversation, My man, former NFL first-round pick Antoine Kaysun, who owns Kaysun Trans Express. He's a trucking magnate. We'll be back with more Money Making Conversation. Be right back. Thank you. She's on hold. She's on hold. I got to bring her up. This is Rashad McDonald. I'm your host of Moneymaker Conversation. My next guest is the daughter of legendary gospel singer Karen Clark Sheard. Having earned a bachelor's degree in English with a minor in psychology from Wayne State, she has built an incredible career as a gospel singer and entrepreneur. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Kiara Shear. Did I say that correct? Yes, you did. Totally. I'm going to tell you something. I was struggling. That, but My name's Rashawn, so, you know, I want to be respectful how your name is enunciated. There's no joke because this is how you get paid. This is part of your <laughs> brand, you know, be able to mess with your name. And how you doing? Where you calling from? I'm calling from
0: Detroit, Michigan.
2: Eastern Time Zone. I love it. I love it. Now, you, my friend have taken a career as a singer, and now you've taken it into another stream of income. That's important that we know as entrepreneurs and as entertainers that multiple streams of incomes is the ultimate goal, correct?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, making sure you're doing something that you love, Mm -hmm. it comes organically to you, Mm -hmm. and uh, for sure, I mean, why not? There's always room to do something else, and you don't want to get bored with one thing, so why not?
2: Now, a few years ago, you know, uh, uh, Steve Harvard, I was managing him at the time, we launched a full-figured clothing line through uh, K&G Clothing Line. And um, because we felt there was a need for that. And even though Steve was a man, because he had a um, a large female demo in his social media and his listenership, we felt that was a smart move. Now, why did you launch your clothing
0: line. I, um, I want the full-figure line for women. Um, it's called 1160, and um, I'm really excited about it. That's what I have
2: going so far. Now, in, in, now it, it, this is interesting because, and I, and I want to slow it down, you know, because you can ask me any questions, and you, I'm going to ask you different questions because the mindset of, you know, as a designer, as a person who lives that lifestyle, I have six sisters, and, and, and of course, some of them. They uh, have ventured into the four-figure range. You know they probably listen and probably gonna pop me upside my head afterwards. But I, but I just know that 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 look is now on television. It's in advertising ads. It's 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 it it, 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 it want, It's it's a look that's being accepted. a four-figure, it's being sexy. And I, if I say anything incorrectly, I'm just trying to get my point of view to be able to. To, to tone into the full figure look you're selling a look to, of attractiveness correct yes and when and, and when, when i say that when i say attractiveness i mean that your clothing line is is about a high fashion hey i look good because at one time it wasn't that case correct the clothing line i'm, um, talking, I'm, talking, well, about, I'm talking about clothes in general for full-figured women correct absolutely
0: right it's been different we didn't have as many trendy styles, and um, absolutely, we weren't always in sync with uh, fashion forecasting. We were often given clothes like just moo There
2: we uh, go. Oh, now, come like on. Moon that's moon that's moon. all I'm talking about. You know, what are you trying to change? Because, see, you know, the, you know, the little spandex pants put on a t shirt, you know, that's all you got to work with. You know, now you're talking about putting putting style that, that shows a figure that when you walk out, you look elegant, you look sexy, you look. You got something. You got options. You know. You want to go on a a, a a dining look. You want to go out to a night to eat dinner. You want to go to a nightclub. You have options. That's what you're trying to do with your clothing line, correct?
0: Absolutely. Yep, and I'm excited about what we're doing. Uh, we're right now we're only e-commerce, Absolutely. and um, it's all quality garments. Uh, mm-hmm. Our manufacturing is out of South Korea, mm-hmm. and um, it's not just a straight size designer. Obviously, I'm a curvy woman as well, mm-hmm. so um, I'm actually creating clothes as not just a designer, but as a consumer, and um, I believe that that's what is helping these clothes to move while we're just even an emerging brand. Um, So it's really exciting. I want to empower the women through these clothes. It's not just, um, that's another thing you asked about, having multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing that we want to wrap our minds around as we are emerging millionaires is that we have to do something that we love, have the heart of the people, not just have the heart of the dollar. Um, And that is even, that's what causes us to be even more effective. Um, And so my goal is to empower and to build other women with these clothes, allow them to see that, no, we don't all have the same shape. Mm -hmm. We may be built a little differently, Mm -hmm. uh, but here's a way for you to build your esteem. Here are some clothes that fall well or that um, cling to your body uh, the way that will complement your shape and only enhance who you are you're already beautiful and so that's the goal with these clothes
2: i remember i right did i was uh, i was writing on a sitcom uh, called the parkers that starred uh, monique and one of the reasons that i that, that attracted me to write on that sitcom was that the way the the executive producers wanted to portray the full-figured women on the show they look good you know they dress good they were i, I didn't like up to that point all four-figured women on TV, they were maids, you know, they were, you know, they were all at a a lesser level, secretaries, they all played menial roles, and that sitcom changed my whole perspective, and it attracted me to that, and I think that was a landmark for me, personally, and also for television, because ever since then, that was like in 2000, when I was writing on that show, because ever since then, television has started to show women, you know, and on, in commercials, in panties and bras, who are full figures, in bikinis on television, and it, it, it prior to that, that wasn't the case. And so, when you when you when you when you release a line, like the line that you're releasing, it's an empowering, an empowerment type statement that you are good just the way you are. Correct?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, and um, I think that that is so important, especially with how society makes us seem. Well, actually, I can say that society is now more into body volume. They're even appreciating cellulite, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool, whereas about five years ago, it was all just, you know, the straight-sized woman. But I think that this four-figure community has definitely upped their volume as it pertains to their voice, right? and um, they've made it, you know, known because, Actually, one thing that I've learned in my research while building my company. Come on now, come um, on now,
2: come on now. You got that energy You're on the road now. Come on now, tell us.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, but one thing that I've learned is the average American woman is a size 14, size 12, 14.
4: Mm-hmm. But she's
0: a plus size woman. And so um, I think it's really cool that society is changing things. But speaking of beauty, and just uh, appreciating who we are. Yes, it's ma'am. one thing to want to be better and want to be healthy and to be able to live well mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy the blessings that God gives us.
4: Yes, ma'am. Um, but
0: it's another thing to appreciate who you are and to simply own your difference and own that as um, a form of beauty as well. And so I'm really excited about what, um, this company has to offer 1160. Again, it is for the four-figured woman. Mm-hmm. And it's not to change the woman. It's just to say, hey, here's something for you. Here's mm-hmm. something for your sister. And this is how we relate
2: and we connect. Oh, you rolling now. Just, it took a minute to get that little at-will rolling. But you rolling now, girl. Because, see, my whole thing is that... See, here's the deal. You know, 4 figure women got power. You have buying power. And I'm so happy to see that... that that you're taking it like you said you did your research size 14 is the average size so who is feeding these people opportunities to be fashionable so how did you come up with the name 1160 uh
0: 1160 actually came from my mother's birthday Mm -hmm. um i come from the clark this is of course my parents are bishop j drew and karen clark sheared Mm-hmm. and, um, of course, my mom is a member of the legendary group the Clark sisters mm-hmm. and a lot of mm-hmm. people know mm-hmm. that the Clark mm-hmm. sisters are full figure women, mm-hmm. and um they of course, they've become smaller now over time, but they're still full- considered full figure women curvy women right and um who, who
2: who were dressed by the way. Let's go and put that out there absolutely, all they, all the album covers they were laid out
0: absolutely very well dressed. And um that's where the inspiration comes from. It came from my mother because my mother taught me if you are going to be juicy, uh, just make sure you wear it well. If you're going to be thick, wear your thick well, mm-hmm. and don't be sloppy with it. And I think that that's a lesson that I've enjoyed sharing with a lot of curvy women because a lot of people think, oh, because I'm curvy or because I'm plus size, I'm not cute. No, there just you just put it together, go. put on you a good girdle and, and where these clothes, right? And so um, that's where the inspiration came from, and that's why it's named 1160.
2: I love it. If you can hold on, we'll be back with more to hear some of this inspirational talk from you. You listen to Money Making conversation. We're going to be back with more. Kira Shears. That's correct, right? Yeah. Awesome. Be right back. 1160 is a line of fashion. We're going to find out where to buy it. It's on e-commerce. You can buy it online right now, and we're going to find out more. We'll come back. Hi, this is Rashad McDonald. I'm on the phone with a very talented entrepreneur, gospel sensation, uh, daughter of a gospel great, but she's great in her own right, Kier Sheard. She has a, a, a full-figured uh, clothing line called 1160. How can they? How can they find this clothing line? Tell us a couple of little things about it. Why you are so emboldened by launching this line, and where can they buy this line?
0: You can definitely go on, um, our website. It's my1160.com.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um again, that's, uh, www.my1160.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, it's clothes for, it's, I would definitely say it's trendy clothes, trendy size. There you go. They're in season. Mm-hmm. And they are clothes for full figure women, mm-hmm. um, size 14 to 26. Mm-hmm. And uh, these clothes are shipped right to your doorstep, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty much it. We're also expanding as well. May uh, have a we have a great opportunity with Ashley Stewart. So if you're into trying the clothes on and actually feeling the textures, mm-hmm. you can have this opportunity. Uh, we'll have those locations very soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that as well.
2: i sure. Have you done a Facebook Live yet? You know, just showcasing your clothes because that seems like to be right up your alley because you got the personality. You know, get a couple yeah, of your friends you. and start modeling and everything and just do a Facebook Live and just turn it out. You ever, you ever thought about that? Doing that yet? I'm a, see, you know about me. I, I'm just an innovator and I'm a brand specialist. So when I when I encounter somebody like you that blessed with all these talents and gifts, I got to make suggestions. You are a Facebook Live waiting to happen for 1160.
0: Absolutely. Um, I've definitely done it. And um, I have a YouTube channel, my website. I'm very active on social media. Yes, ma'am. And I'm I'm talking about the brand always um, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: on my YouTube channel, a new and up-and-coming episode. uh, We'll be talking about 1160, and they'll be able to see the new clothes that will um, be released in October, so Mm -hmm. or this month, actually, later this month. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited about that. But, yes, I've done Facebook Live, um, Instagram Live, and all these really cool uh, things. As far as the outlets, I've been on them and I am still on them. Um, and that's actually <laughs> how it's keeping me going. So, shout out to all of those who follow me on social media.
2: Absolutely. Now, on mine, you, you, you're you being heard live right now in Houston, Texas. We also replay the show back <laughs> on iHeartRadio. My podcast is under Business, Finance, Money Making Conversations. And also, I wanted you to send me, like, a, a, a tell someone of your staff to send me a banner or a uh, or link so i can post it on my money making conversation you know social media lines and post it today or sometime this week and if you ever have any specials and every time you're doing live links please let us know because i know that's how you get the word out and i always i can never tell people enough that you you know there's a reason you see the same advertisers for cars for target for fast food because you have to stay in front of your customer if your customers don't know you, then they can't buy your merchandise, and that was one of the primary reasons why I have you on the show. I have you on the show because, first of all, you're a celebrity, but also you you're a brand specialist because you're taking your brand and you extend it in the in the entrepreneurial space, which is a small business, and it's 1160. And I think that's just amazing. I just commend you for doing that because of the fact that you're doing it for, and you just said you're also doing it because you enjoy doing it, and I, and it's not about the money, and that's really key for you, correct?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, I want my money in my pocket for sure. <laughs> um, absolutely, um, I want to. I want to live good. I want to enjoy, you know, right. my life. I want to blaze a trail for the next young woman who may have the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my goal is to empower people. I love people. I love. Um, seeing people get ahead, I love believing in people. So yes, it's about me having a heart for people. Um, but like you said, I, I'll also because I'm sure somebody listening and be like, you know, she fool, she who she fooling? She ain't fooling nobody. Right. Um, she knows she won our money. And yes, absolutely, I absolutely. work hard. absolutely I hustle hard uh, uh, to uh, get my uh, money so that I can. Kiara, I'm not, we're not fooling nobody.
2: It. We try to get paid here. But you said that you should do something that you love to do, not do it just because of the money. That's a difference in conversation. And that's what I think is important, and that's why you're going to win, because what you're doing is, you already said, it's size 14, is the average size in America. You've done your research. So you're supplying clothes and a trend style for people who need it, who need it, who don't have it. And so tell everybody again, how can they get your clothing line, full figure? Full figure. You can go to
0: my1160.com. Yes, ma'am. Again, that's the, the word, my and 11, and the numbers. So my1160.com. And um, if that's too, if you're hard to get that, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, and my website is com. Come on now. And you can totally find everything that I'm doing, from my blog to the YouTubing um, and the, the clothing line and everything that I'm doing. You can find it there. I do speaking and singing as well.
2: Carol, now you know Christmas coming up. So now if you don't mind, I'm going to bring you back on the show, probably late November. So, we can start talking about getting these Christmas sales. Is that all right with you?
0: Absolutely. Please send them my way. <laughs> Thank
2: you. I appreciate you for calling on Money Making Conversation. Stay strong and then send me, tell your staff to send me that banner so we can post it on our Money Making Conversation Facebook page. This is the show for today, y'all. It's been awesome. We'll be back next Monday. My man Van Jones from CNN will be on the show next Monday. We're doing it big here because it's about you. Money Making Conversation is a show where I interview. Industry makers, decision makers in the industry, CEOs, small entrepreneurs and celebrities, and they tell you the secrets to their success. You take those secrets and make them your successful tools for your next big opportunity. My name is Rashawn McDonald. I will see you next week.